following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. of the best sports talk in Middle Tennessee, featuring Tennessee Radio Hall of Famer George Plaster, Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame coach Watson Brown, and Young Guns, Billy Derrick and Michael Sendrick. And now, here's your host, George Plaster. Hello again, everybody. Welcome in. It's anything but a beautiful Tuesday. It has been pouring outside. I've heard a little lightning, a little thunder. You name it, we've got it. And at least until a little past midnight, that's the way it's going to be. So take the umbrella wherever you are going. I'll get more into what all went on last night in the... uh, Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, other than to say it was just a terrific evening, a lot of fun, a lot of money got raised for three very worthy causes, and we played host to 30 underprivileged kids by way of the uh, Martha O'Brien Center from 3 to 5 o'clock yesterday, and that was a real thrill for me uh, to see the smiles on those kids' faces. Let's check in first with Coach Watson Brown. So you didn't bowl, but Brenda did. What were the results? Uh, she's a one thirty ish, and uh, not not too bad when she didn't have a ball that fit her hand. So <laughs> <laughs> I think she rolled half of them down flat handed. <laughs> did she make much of an attempt to find a ball that would fit? She says so, but I'm not sure how far down the way she went. To tell you yeah. the truth, I think she kind of turned back and came on back and said, "Grab me one, let's go." So, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Did y'all have a good time down there. Yeah, it's, it's just like last year, George. I mean, it's neat to see everybody having a good time and yeah. knowing where the money's going. I I just think it's a good feeling. That's what I call it. It's just two hours of a good feeling and for some of them, four hours of a good feeling. But that's what you feel during that event. You just feel good about everything. It's a good way to get the holiday season going. Yep, it is. Billy, who were you you a celeb for? I was a celebrity for Toby Compton and uh, Ralph Scholes and uh, Michael Scholes, his son. So had had a blast with with that first group. Uh, They were... A lot of of good. Oh yeah. Fun time with them. And then my family came for that, for the eight o'clock session. So that was fun. But uh, the only bad part about last night, can't feel my arm anymore. Yeah. Bold a little too much. Yeah. There's a little bit of when you, when you don't do that very often, by the way, your family looked like they had maybe an eight some, not a fortune. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe you told me you could. I could bring whoever I, whoever I wanted I to. So. Less. <laughs> they had a blast. Less. They it, loved it. It was really fun, and uh, I know Terry McCormick 
uh, will be with us by phone. He was there last night. His son, Connor, brought that nasty Yankee hat. Terry, why did you let that happen? <laughs> I didn't dress him. He's old enough to do that on his own. No, but I think you, <laughs> I think the truth is you may have encouraged him. Well, I, I, we came in uh, my wife's vehicle, so uh, I left my hat in the truck. He, he had presence of mind to have his on. <laughs> his is a newer model. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's uh, more like what the kids would wear. Mine is the classic look that they wear on the field. Yours looks like it came from the Jim Bouton era. Wow. <laughs> no, that, I actually had, was going to bring my new one that I got last year for Christmas. Well, is that? Hey, hey, hey George. Yes. Yeah. Yes, Watson. His, his looks like one that they wore when they won all those championships. You know, all those, that whole bunch of championships they won, those uh -huh. Yankees. That's what his hat looks like. Thank Looks you. Looks like one of those championship hats. If we need your help during this segment, we'll ask for it. <laughs> I just had to had to break in a little bit. Right? Yeah, well, I know exactly the, how you wanted to break in. The only one that matters to George is two years ago. Oh, they didn't mean two years ago. <laughs> More like uh, 14 months ago. So, Terry, what's going on? First of all, who did you bowl with last night? I bowled with some guys uh, – Let's see, the, uh, Tim, and I can't pronounce his last name, Janikas. was kind of the ringleader of the bunch. Yes. Yeah. He was kind of the ringleader of the bunch, and there were a bunch of great guys. They had yeah. a good time, and uh, they really enjoyed it. First game, they were all excited because we all we all broke 100 the first game. Well, congratulations. <laughs> That's certainly a, a major accomplishment, like going three and nine in a football season. Easy now. It is what it is. <laughs> Watson, I mean, what do you want? You want me to hand out participation trophies? Yes, on that night, you need to hand out participation trophies. That's what it's about. Forget it. You can hand out participation trophies, George, for God's okay. sake. Yes. So last I night's had, that I had night. A pretty good game going, I had a pretty good game going the second game, but uh, kind of messed it up at the end. I think I finished with 137 or something like that. Yeah. So. You know, if if I had known we were going to celebrate these kind of numbers, I would have asked them to put the guardrails back up. They did that for the kids. The kids <laughs> had a blast with those guardrails. They yes, just send yes. it down now, one guardrail to the next. <laughs> it looked like they yes. were uh, they were out sledding. Yeah, my brother found a good yes. strategy. He would just hit it real quick off the guardrail. It would bounce three or four times. I think the last time I bowled. I think the last time I bowled, George, I had the guardrails up and bowled 100. So there that's, you go. You know, <laughs> that's not a good sign. Yes. That's yes. not a what good sign, but I think that is the truth. <laughs> what do you, what hey, do you George, usually bowl, George? I had a, I want to say a 139 and a 149. I had two different streaks of three strikes in a row, but in wow. between that was pathetic. Absolutely abominable. Couldn't finish strong. Ask me if I cared. <laughs> Sadly, I cared more than I should have. Uh, but anyway, let's get to the Titans. Terry, what's the news of the day? Well, George, today is a normal off day, but a uh, little bit of news leaked out from ESPN uh, Field Yates, who keeps an eye on the salary cap and those sorts of maneuverings. Uh, put out a tweet and a report that the Titans had restructured the contract of Robert Woods. Now that's significant for a couple of reasons. 
one, I, you know, by redoing that, converting his uh, base salary to a signing bonus, uh, it frees up a little bit more cap space that uh, they might can use later on this year if such thing is needed. And then the other part of that is it maybe leads you to believe that uh, Robert Woods might be back here next year because I believe his contract was supposed to take a big-time jump in terms of base salary. So it's going to be interesting to see if uh, Robert Woods is back here for year number two now rather than being a potential cap cut for a team that really needs every cap dollar it can to uh, try and keep some of these uh, priority guys like uh, David Long or Nate Davis and especially down the line, Jeffrey Simmons. Doesn't this get down to restructuring Ryan Tannehill? I think it does. I think that's a big part of it. Ryan Tannehill, they're going to have to make some moves, probably move on from guys like Taylor Lewan, Zach Cunningham. I would think that those would be two of the uh, primary guys that would be uh, potential cap cuts. But, yes, they're going to have to restructure Tannehill and maybe a couple of more guys. Kevin Byard uh, is certainly on that list to, to maybe be restructured because they're going to have to really scrape and scrounge uh, with their cap situation to find enough money to keep Jeffrey Simmons. Now they can push this off until after the 23 season, but you, you, you know, as well as I do, George, that uh, if you're in that type of situation, if it gets down that late, there's a better chance that Jeffrey Simmons wouldn't be here in 2024 than he, there is that he would be here. Oh yeah. You're absolutely right. Anything else you want to share? Well, that's it, you know, for today, because like I said, it was an off day for the players. They'll begin the preparation tomorrow for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it's going to be interesting just to see how much of a focus both on the exterior, because you know the fans are going to want to talk about A.J. Brown all week. But it's going to be interesting to see how much the Eagles or how much the Titans put on A.J. Brown versus the rest of the Eagles, because this is not just a solo act. This is a dynamic football team. They've got guys all over the place who can make plays, whether it's Miles Sanders or Dallas Goddard. Uh, they've got several guys, you know, and not to mention Jalen Hurts, who's a dual-threat quarterback running and passing. This is going to be a really dangerous opponent for the Titans to try and go after on Sunday. Terry, good stuff. Uh, work on your bowling. I will do so, George. I'll, I'll be back next year to uh, pick it up again. Amen. I'm looking forward to having you. See you, Terry. All right. See ya. Terry McCormick's Daily Titans Update. And it has been brought to us by the Sumner Funeral and Cremation Group. They are sharing their family with yours in your time of need. They've got two convenient locations, both in Gallatin and Hendersonville. Also online at SumnerFuneral.com. Don't forget about the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. They are proven to be trusted with your most personal asset, the Justin Tucker team, Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. Give them a call at 615 906 8458. And we start today's update with the Nashville Predators. Tonight, they're back in action after the water main leak. What was it, Friday, George? Last week, Thursday? Yeah. Uh, so late last week, they're back at it uh, tonight. Hopefully, a lot of the water is out uh, of the building so they can uh, finish that one tonight. My buddy Sean Henry was not able to be a part of all this last night. I haven't talked to him yet, but Watson, I think it's fair to say the last four days have not been his most favorite days in sports. Ooh, I can't imagine. God. 
I can't. I I feel for him because I mean, what do you do? Oh, you just I, sit there and say, "Fix it." I mean, that's all yeah. you can do. Uh, but you know, the team's been leaking water too, George. So it might, <laughs> it might be a good thing that they got a few days off to regroup a little bit and plug a few holes themselves. They <laughs> need a win tonight against Anaheim. But, oh, they sure. got they got to start winning some. Yeah, they got they got to start winning some games. Well, a team that that had a big win today is uh, the World Cup team. The United States uh, advanced to the knockout stage of the Cup after beating Iran earlier today, one nothing in Qatar. Oh. They uh, <laughs> they finished second in Group B. Up next, they got the Netherlands in round of sixteen at eight o'clock Saturday morning. So before conference championship games, get to watch a uh, little United States soccer, guys. They're looking to reach the quarterfinals for the first time since two thousand two. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, this is some heady stuff for them. And uh, we'll just keep our fingers crossed and hope it continues. Yeah, and keep our fingers crossed about Pulisic. Uh, he got hurt today, colliding with uh, he Iran. He scored the goal, yeah, correct? Yeah, he scored the goal, but he collided with the with the Iran goaltender. So we'll see uh, about him and his health uh, moving on to the Netherlands. But next piece here, George Deion Sanders uh, is in the news. He has admitted that he's been offered the Colorado job, um, and he said it's true. He also has received interest from other schools. Uh, he said, I'm not going to sit here and tell you all my business, uh, but they're not the only only ones who have uh, expressed interest in Deion Sanders. So, so Watson, if, if you're him, is that a good move to take that job? Oh, I mean, if he can keep it going at Jackson State, no. But if that falls back off a little bit, he will fall off the radar. You, you've got to win big on the FCS level, George, to get the FBS jobs. I mean, it's just a fact. And and uh, I don't know if he can get it much better than it is right now. So he may have to take off at one of these and go. But if he can keep it going, he'll show up again next year. But – I don't know if he will or he won't. I mean, that's that, that's not an easy thing to do on that FCS level because really and truthfully, they're all about the same in a lot of ways. That, like the SWAC schools and the MEAC, they're, they're, they're all work with about the same amount of dollars. They, you know, it, 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 it's hard to pull away in those kind of situations. And, and uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he takes one and it'd be a good time He's going to take his son with him wherever he goes. And what's he been there two years? His son been there two years. So he's got two left or maybe one left if he's thinking to go to the NFL. And he might want to get him up on the top level to be seen more that way too. So I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't take one. We shall see about that. Next piece here, uh, more college football. Kentucky has fired offensive coordinator Rich Scangarello after uh, one season with the Wildcats. So, of course, all the struggles with Levis probably played a role in that this season. A lot of scapegoats this week. Keep going. Coordinators <laughs> becoming scapegoats a lot more, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can get one of them quick and get them off of you right. real quick. Like. There's, there's more and more scapegoats emerging uh, here in this, this offseason. Yeah, you keep paying them scapegoats a million dollars to be coordinators. <laughs> They're going to be scapegoats pretty yeah. quick, man. Next one here, Georgia Tech is going to hire their interim, uh, Brent Key, or they're targeting him. That's what it's looking like right now. So I'm guessing it didn't work out with Willie Fritz because he was, you know, he was up there in, in that race as well. Here, here's what I know about Georgia Tech. 
they've got money issues and they are huge money issues. And they're the result for the most part of some basketball hires where the buyouts were enormous. Passner. Uh, Paul Hewitt would be the first. The second would be the guy, Brian Gregory, um, who has been at South Florida. They've got athletic department budget issues. And I know a little bit about that because um, I just do. <laughs> no further. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Next piece here, George, Northwestern has fired their defensive coordinator, Jim O'Neill, along with two other assistants. Uh, Northwestern went 1-11 They are this scapegoats. Year. It's, <laughs> it's worse since 1989. Yeah. So we got more scapegoats here. And uh, last one here, the Rose Bowl has been given a Wednesday deadline. The college football playoff issued that ultimatum to the Rose Bowl uh, this week. And if the college football playoff doesn't expand in time for the 2024 season, they will lose roughly $450 million in potential gross revenue. The Rose Bowl committee is having tea and crumpets right now uh, to see if their committee can accept these kind of deadlines. Watson, the Rose Bowl people are a little hooty snooty. They think they're in a league of their own. Oh, they... <laughs> so this is going to be interesting to watch and see if they give in oh, yeah. to the deadline or say, no, we need another month. And we'll see, you know, I don't, I, I'm watching this one because they don't normally, they're not ones to give in much. They're no. taking, they're taking that granddaddy of them all term a little bit oh, too they extreme. Use it, uh, oh yeah. For all it's worth. Yeah. For all it's worth is a good way to say it. Yes. And that's all today's update is yes, worth, George. It's a good update. After the break, we're going to Knoxville. Our man, Tony Basilio will join us. We'll talk big orange football. And just what level of trust does the coaching staff have in Joe Milton? Stick around. This is Main Street Media Television. Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East and for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you.
When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the Old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. Before we get to Tony Basilio, a few words on his sponsors. Complete Service Heat and Air. They do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call them at 615-797-3997. They serve Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Also, direct radon mitigation. Have you heard of the high levels of radon in Middle, Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer. The only way to know is to test for it. Visit directradonmitigation.com to schedule a free estimate. And before we get to Tony, here's a few more quick words on complete service. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils, check out your motor, and make sure you have warm air throughout those cold winter months. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. So, as most of you know, Tennessee laid waste to Vandy Saturday night, 56 to nothing here in Nashville. Tony Basilio joins us from Knoxville. Tony, how surprised was Tennessee's coaching staff that Vandy offered zero resistance? They were blown away. I mean, they, I don't think they could believe how bad the tackling was from Vanderbilt. Their, Vanderbilt's level of effort on defense, I, were, were they bowl, Were they trying to get bowl eligible or they just decided they didn't want to go to a bowl game or season's over or let's get the golf clubs out or we've had enough of this? I mean, I'm trying to remember seeing a team just lay down like that. I mean, for, and, and the thing about Vandy there, and I'll give them credit, it was from the word go. 
it was from Tennessee's last first series because it wasn't like Tennessee had like we we're talking on our post game show. What if Joe Milton would have been like super sharp at quarterback? Oh Tennessee my god, scored eighty points on them. Yeah, eighty. So crazy looking. It was just so crazy. let me go. Game. Let yeah. me go to that piece of it, and then I'll kind of yeah. turn it to Watson. It sure. seems to me this coaching staff's got kind of a, a two-game opportunity to judge Milton, um, who wasn't god-awful, but he certainly wasn't great. His long ball throwing, uh, I, I don't know if he got tired because, man, they aired it out a bunch. But off of game one, can they honestly believe they want him to be their quarterback next year? You asking me or Watson? Yeah, I'm asking you, and then obviously you and Watson can bat it around. You know, I, look, Joe Milton in high school had trouble throwing the football accurately. Joe Milton in Michigan was coached by a guy who's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, and he lost his job there. Joe Milton at Tennessee is coached by a guy that's a quarterback whisperer, and he lost his job here. Joe Milton's been under that quarterback whisperer for – uh, what, 15 months now, and he didn't look tremendously accurate the other night. I mean, at some point, you kind of are who you are. Now, I'll say this for him. He's a really quality person. He's somebody that the, the guys in the locker room really respect. Um, you could do a whole lot worse than him. The question for Tennessee coming off what's now a 10-2 and two season pending a bowl result is can you do better? You have Nico coming in uh, next year, the true freshman that they've paid a ton of money to. And the little nugget, guys, is that Nico's going to practice with them during the bowl season. Uh, so they're going to get him enrolled and get him going. Um, and so I don't know if the thought is let's get him boned up. We were looking at Heupel's pass today. And it wouldn't be without precedent for him to play a true freshman quarterback, Dylan Gabriel at Central Florida. They played him as a true freshman. Now, it was a couple games into his freshman season, but they played him as a true freshman, and he was very good uh, during the time that he played. And Tennessee really loves this Nico kid. They also have a guy on the roster named Taven Jackson, who I believe, personally, I believe, if Taven Jackson would have been healthy or was healthy, would probably get a long look in the bowl game. Um and I think Tennessee's going to try and sell keeping him here to try to keep the wheels on him. The problem with all these things right now is that there are other staffs that are whispering in Taven Jackson's ear. And the tampering that's going to go on after this initial quiet period, uh, after this following week, the first week in December is going to be all time crazy, guys, in terms of the player movement we're about to see. And, and you couldn't pay me enough to be a Division One head coach right now. No way. See David Shaw. Absolutely. See David Shaw. All yours, Watson. Tony, you know, going into the game, we talked last week that uh, we're going to find out two big things. We're going to find out if Joe Milton is the guy, number one, and we're going to find out if Coach Hopple can handle a team that's – having to come back from tough times, he's proven he can handle a team from good times. Mm -hmm. But can he handle a team from tough times? I think it went one for two. I think mm -hmm. Coach Apple absolutely proved he can handle a team in tough times. That mm -hmm. that Tennessee team was absolutely ready to play. Mm 
and uh, I give them as more credit than I than I hit on Vanderbilt. I think Tennessee was absolutely into that game, man, and they they were knocking those kids around everywhere that had on black shirts and and uh, great sign to me. I mean, to run the football like that, people have always said this is Tennessee's a passing team. I've said all year long, Tennessee is not a passing team. They run the football probably more than they pass it. They get more yards passing than rushing, but they get those big plays off of the pass so much. And I mean, and 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 honestly, Tony, they did not run anything they hadn't run. They run the zone and the counter, they pull the guard and tackle and run the counter. That's about what they ran. And they just knocked them down. And they get in those huge splits. And one thing we haven't talked about much is when you had the ball off into those huge splits, I'm talking about wide receiver splits, not lineman splits. But when you hand the ball off in those big splits and you've got two guys walked out to this side or three and then two to the other side or one, and, and Vanderbilt's got to send that many with them, look All at the green grass in between. So when you break the line of scrimmage and you don't have a bona fide all-SEC safety sitting back in the middle to tackle the guy, right? the Vanderbilt guy couldn't tackle him. Matter of fact, he couldn't catch him. Right. <laughs> he didn't miss a tackle. He right. couldn't get to yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, that's what showed to me. Just clean break the line of scrimmage and there's nobody there. And now the kid just runs 80 yards for a touchdown. Uh, so I think Tennessee was very impressive. And, and we're talking about the Vanderbilt defense. How about the Tennessee defense to come from giving up 63 to zero? Yep. South Carolina is no great offense either. They're hot here at the end of the year. They right. showed it against Clemson too, but they're not a great offense. Vanderbilt's not a great offense. But to go from giving up 63 yeah. to zero, and I mean it was a good zero. Vanderbilt didn't get inside the 20, but maybe once in the game. So I thought the defense just really responded. I go back to coach Hopple, that football team, Tony was ready to play. You got Kurt Herbstreit all week long saying Vanderbilt's going to beat Tennessee. Uh, I'm reading it. I, he said it on game day. He picked Vanderbilt to upset. That was his upset pick. So, and, and he said on the air, they've got locker room issues. When you got this kind of stuff being thrown at your team and Coach Heupel then has that team ready to play like that, another feather in his hat for me for the year. I don't I, I know I've been bragging on him a lot, but I'm not sure this wasn't his best coaching week. I think it's better than LSU. I think it's better than Alabama because there was disarray in that football team, or at least people thought there was. No, there was. And, and, and for yeah. him to turn yeah. that corner and to get yeah. Jeremy Banks to come back and play a very good game and, and not be wild Jeremy Banks like we've yeah. seen him in some games, he was much more under control mm -hmm. in that football game. I go back to the coaching staff. you got two coaching staffs going at each other, and the, and the Tennessee coaching staff had their players ready to play. So I'm not sure Vanderbilt wasn't ready to play. I just think Tennessee's that much better than them. When they're when they're really on, now you got to also Tony understand Vanderbilt got blown out by Ole Miss in the second half. 
got got blown out by South Carolina in the second half, got blown out the whole game against Alabama, got blown out the whole game at Georgia. So this this team's not there yet by any – they're not up to that upper-level standard. And so when Tennessee came in and played like that, with that kind of attitude, right? I don't think Vanderbilt had a shot. Well, and you you bring up a couple great points. First of all, the Herb Street piece is just insane. I mean, how somebody that follows that sport, you could say, hey, I don't know what's going to happen in this game, or we don't know how Tennessee's going to respond. You and I both said that last week. You, yep. you, you don't know – how this team, how this is going to go, and they they could be in a danger zone. So you can't say that that Vanderbilt team is going to beat that Tennessee team. I mean, it's just not. That's just not reality. Um, it's not, Tony. It's, it's not, not. But they had beaten Kentucky, and that, and that is true. The, the they had won true. two SEC games. Wrong. How many times yeah. has Vanderbilt ever right. gone into the Tennessee game no, with back to back SEC wins in history? You're right. I mean, in modern history. How many times? I'm not sure it's ever happened. Maybe the 82 team did. I I think we did. I think we had won some consistent SEC games going into that game. But I'm not sure that's happened over once or twice in Vanderbilt history that they go into the Tennessee game on a two-game SEC winning streak, and one of them being Florida. Right. You know, I mean, I know it's not Florida, but it's still – got better players in Vanderbilt and they beat them. So I, I'm trying to get off of Vanderbilt a little bit and right. really brag on but, Tennessee. But I really I, think yeah. they just came in and, and physically came in saying they're going to, we're running right through them. That well, was the game yeah. plan. They yeah. didn't trust. I don't think the staff trusted Milton yet to just let him, uh, they let him throw the deep stuff, but they didn't let him throw any intermediate where he could throw interceptions. Let me ask they just you that. let him throw takeoffs all night long. Hey, Watson, do you think that was by design? Do you think yes. they just let him throw the ball long by design? That, that Yes. I think they came in to run it down their throat, and if they'd walk out to those people, he would throw the junk stuff outside. But Vanderbilt walked out to that and didn't really and give it much to them. And so yes. they said, we're running it down their throat, we'll take it and throw it deep about one out of every five plays. And I think poor kid only hit one. Right. I think he hit one deep ball in the game. Yeah. And uh, uh, so he's still got a lot of work to do. But give the coaching staff, Tony, a lot of credit. And I still got a big question mark at quarterback. And let me ask you this about mm-hmm. quarterback. If he plays about the same in the bowl game, mm-hmm. maybe a wee bit better, but close to the same game, mm-hmm. not hit another one here or there, mm-hmm. but he's still not anywhere close to Hendon Hooker. Mm-hmm. Do they, do they in their minds go to these young guys and do they even want Joe to come back if he's not going to be the guy? I think they like him as a team leader, Watson. I really do. I mean, I I think he's shown them that he is a um, kind of a just a really good guy um, and he's been a good leader for him and he's been kind of a stabilizing force for them. And, you know, the relationship he has with Hooker, to see Hooker over there, and those two guys kind of yucking it up after his first score. And they, lo- I mean, you can see Hooker. Hooker loves him. Those two guys love each other. He's loved by his teammates. The problem with him is he gets in games and he just doesn't function. I mean, I don't know any other way to say that. Then he just, he doesn't function like he, sh- like he looks like he should. They love this Taven Jackson. He's a freshman from Indiana. His uh, brother is a star basketball player. Uh, up at um, uh, up with IU right now, um, Jack the Jackson Davis kid, one of the best big men in college football. And Taven Jackson 
is a guy Josh Heupel is extremely high on. The problem there is going to be Nico's coming, and how do you keep a guy like that engaged? Because all these kids want to play. We all know that. They all want to play. And, and in this day and age, there's a shortage of quarterbacks. And so how do you keep that guy on your roster? How do you keep him there? Um, look, do I think Joe Milton's a starting quarterback next year uh, for the Vols? I mean, I hate to say this. I haven't seen anything that lends, leads me to believe that he's the starting quarterback next year. I don't know. I mean, maybe he goes in the bowl game and, and you know, throws for 500 yards and makes a fool out of both of us. But Watson, right now, you know, I mean, it looks like, I don't want to say this to you, but it looks like if, if things hold according to form this weekend, Tennessee probably plays that Clemson team in the uh, in the Orange Bowl. Now you're going to tell me they're not going to play Clemson. I know we got to we got to keep it in the family here. Um, but at the same time, I don't see him having a great day against Clemson's defense. I mean, I don't know. Do you? Clemson, I don't, I don't think Clemson. Yeah. The way Tennessee gets rid of the ball, the, the strength yeah. of Clemson's their front seven. The weakness right. is their secondary. They, they haven't really covered people all year. That's why I think North Carolina's getting them this weekend. I don't go. think they can cover. North Carolina's receivers are close to Tennessee's receivers. They've got some really good football players. Yeah. And I don't, that's why I think Clemson doesn't beat them this weekend because I don't think secondary kids can keep up. But my deal again, Tony, not to harp it too long here, but Joe staying around because of Hendon. Hendon's a senior. He's having great, great year. Yeah. I can see that. But hanging around with a bunch of freshmen and you're not the guy, that I just don't see. I just don't see that. So I think, honest mm. to goodness, mm. I think the Tennessee quarterback situation, Joe's either it or not in this next game. He's got to perform. And in, in if it's the Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl, it sounds like it's going to be one of the two. Right. He's got to perform in that game or I'm not sure he comes back, that he may just put himself in the draft Yeah, the same way and just go for it and see if he can get on a team, even if he doesn't get drafted and goes as a free agent. That's my thought. We'll see what yeah. goes down. The thing about a guy like that, and you and I, George, are both – we're all baseball fans. He's a pitcher that has a, gin, a ginormous arm. A roll he just doesn't Chapman. know where the ball's going. This guy can throw the ball 105 miles an hour if he's a uh, baseball pitcher, but he doesn't know where the ball's going. I mean, can you teach him? Can you teach him an off-speed pitch? I mean, can you, you know, that's what this guy is. And he, and, and I I hate it that he looked that way Saturday night. And, you know, people were saying, well, you know, it was the weather. It was this. It was that. I mean, it looked like the same thing to me. And, I, and I, look, that weather did not help. There's no question that weather didn't help. You can see the rain there in that shot. That's a really great shot right there, by the way. But, um, you know, the at the end of it all, that's a kid they've rooted for. They're rooting for internally. They like him. They wanted to work out for him. They wanted him to look better on Saturday night so he could gain some confidence. I don't think he takes confidence away from that performance the other night. I mean, I just don't think he does. No, but I'm not giving up on him. I, I, oh, no. And I promise you they're going to work really hard with him in these next sure. three weeks. He's yeah. now completely the guy for a while. Yeah. And uh, he's been the guy for a week and a half or so. Now mm -hmm. he's going to be the guy – for a month. And I, I just keep working on his fundamentals, man. He just, his fundamentals on the deep ball, Tony, are just really, really bad. So what do you say? Okay. Tell, elaborate on that. What do you see Watson when you say that? He, 
he he raises his he's got such a strong arm he raises his left shoulder up in the air and he throws at the clouds he doesn't look at the target his he don't come down and look at the target you throw at the top of the helmet and your eyes never leave that helmet when you can throw it as hard as you want tony if your eyes stay on your target on a deep ball it's amazing the ball goes there whether you throw it hard, whether yeah. you lay it up, but the ball lands on the target. So I'll he doesn't you, look yeah. at the target. He I'll does not you. look at the target. He looks yeah. at the sky. And I think it's correctable. I promise you they're working with him on it. Yeah. He must lose his poise and just look up and just let the ball go. But let's show let's show the first one again yeah. where he beats Vandy's defender, who is somewhere in Brentwood. And it, let's just let's just watch this again and, and see oh, God, where you're going good. with this, Watson. We can't see it close. That one was not bad. Wasn't bad. Even even from a distance there, he if you look close when he lets a ball go, there's a jerk to him. And watch his helmet right now. It see, went up his a little eyes bit. Stay right on the target. Yeah. That's not a bad throw at all. No. But that, but now if we had one of those way overthrows, you'd mm -hmm. see a big difference. His shoulders up, his eyes. Well, you can't stick your shoulder up in the air and your eyes down. You have to keep your shoulders balanced and your eyes looking at your target. I'm telling you, if he ever gets that, it, there, there will be a change in him on the spot. You watch it. His fundamentals are really good when he runs the throw. Mm -hmm. But when he's in the pocket throwing deep balls, his fundamentals are awful. And I just, just hope and pray that some way he finally sees the light because they, that team could rally around him next year, but they can't, Tony, if he can't hit that pass. No. If he can't and, consistently yeah. hit that pass, he can't. Yeah. They, they don't even, they're one of the worst teams in the country at giving you space to lay a ball in because mm -hmm. their splits are so wide. Mm -hmm. Normally, you leave a receiver six yards to catch a ball. Mm -hmm. The receiver leaves six yards from the boundary, so the quarterback can lay it over there. Tennessee's two yards from the boundary. Right. So you've got much less area to let the throw the ball in. Yeah. You've got to even be more accurate. Hendon Hooker is the best in the country at it. Mm -hmm. That's why he was so successful, because he could throw that pass. And Joe still – hasn't been able to throw it. He hit it once the other night, and we just looked at it. We just well, you bragged it. on yeah, you bragged on Hooker earlier in the year. You told me this guy's got a quiet body when he's throwing the defense. Oh, he, he does. And this he doesn't let like, things around him loud. bother him. Yeah. He's focused on his target. This guy's loud. This hook, this, I'm uh, telling this, you, he, this he's got guy. fantastic fundamentals on deep balls. That's why he's going to be a good NFL player. This, he hey, will Tony, be a really good NFL player. This before guy's like before we go anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Do you basically this was what I was going to get into in the next segment? Yeah, is Watson's fundamentals that he sort of got into yesterday? Yeah, uh, but we didn't have a lot of time. You want to stick around and and sure, I love you. Play along with all this. By the way, you missed out on some lousy bowling last night. Ton of fun. Yep. Not very good bowling. Next year he's got to come up. I'm playing. He's bringing his son, and I'm playing with him. My. Nice. He will be in my group in bowling next year. I'm getting him to drive up. He's going to drive to Nashville, spend the night, and he's what, going what are you to do? with you. I'm spending night with you, Watson. Okay, you can drive back to Cookville, and I'll take you halfway, and you can go on home from there. 
So yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to bowl left-handed or tell him no. once he gets there? I'm, well, I'm going to have Brenda bowl with him, but I'm going to yeah, be standing that, there talking to him. I'm so you're sure not bowling either. Me. You're like I am. I'm not blowing my shoulder out, guys. I love you. Well, oh, you bring your son and we'll put your wife on the valley with my there wife. Don't be, a, don't be a wuss do bag. Let's go to the break, and then we'll get into more of this in a moment. So stick around. Thank you. For Dustin Timmons and Joey Donnelly, they welcome every opportunity to serve and satisfy their clients. Whether you are looking to build your dream home or renovate your current home, their team will ensure that every client and remodel is unique, luxurious, completed on time, and within budget. Contact them today to set an appointment for a free consultation or to view some of their completed projects by logging on to DonnellyTimmons.com. At WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics, we pride ourselves in providing access, innovation, and a patient experience second to none. Access to care and treatment when you need it. Innovation with medical-led cosmetics and various on-site technologies for full-service treatments with a customer experience that is calming, casual, and effective. Independently owned, providing medical, surgical, pediatric, and cosmetic dermatology and more. Visit WellSkinMD.com to schedule your appointment today. WellSkin Dermatology and Aesthetics. Access to healthier skin. It's your last chance to get a spring tune-up for summer. Complete service heat and air can clean your coils. Check out your motor and make sure you have cold air on that first hot day of summer. Complete service heat and air is located in White Bluff, Tennessee. We do service and repair on heating and air the right way. 24-7 service. Call us at 615-797-3997. That's 615-797-3997. Serving Cheatham, Davidson, Dixon, Hickman, Humphreys, Montgomery, and Williamson counties. Have you heard about the high levels of radon in Middle Tennessee? Radon gas is the second leading cause of lung cancer, second only to smoking, and has no color, no taste, and no smell. The only way to know if you have radon is to test for it. Durad Radon Mitigation offers testing for small and large-scale residential and commercial properties plus mitigation services. Visit DuretRadonMitigation.com to request testing or get a free estimate for mitigation. That's DuretRadonMitigation.com. Since 1865, the First Baptist Church of Gallatin on Winchester Street has served its community by catering to the least, the last, and the lost. Providing a church of welcome used by God to save the lost, transform the saved, and impact its community. As a proud multi-ethnic congregation, Pastor Derek Jackson personally welcomes you to join them in fellowship Sunday mornings at 8 in person or at 1045 in person or online at firstbaptistgallatin.org. First Baptist Gallatin on Winchester Street, serving with open arms as a true church of welcome.
Okay. I know this is what Tony Basilio wants to ask Watson, so I'm going to beat Tony to the punch. Tony's back there reveling in the United States one nothing win over Iran uh, in the World Cup. You've been doing World Cup coverage. I know that. Mm-hmm. So here's the question I think you want to ask. So, Watson, you get brought in to fix Joe Milton. You are a quarterback whisperer. This guy's gotten in some bad habits. Tell us where you would start to fix him. I'd work him on the take up, just teach him throw a fade route. And I know they are. I, I just think he hadn't got it yet. I promise you they're teaching him these things. But I just put him out there and I'd line up 10 at a time, one go, next one go, and just let him throw them over and over and over. And uh, he, he gets his elbow in a little too much. you got to get your hand on top of the ball where your point's coming down towards your target. If you see when those balls sail way over their heads, the point's slightly up, and it goes 10 yards past the receiver. You get your hand on top of the ball, and you when you get ready to let it go, your eyes never leave the top of the helmet of your receiver. You're not staring at the receiver the whole time. You're back there. You're holding the safety. You turn. You let it go. And your eyes, I don't care if you get knocked down, you still try to keep your eyes on that helmet. And I think its he can fix this because he's talented, but he's just not accurate enough. When you watch him throw on the run, Tony and George, his fundamentals are really good. He throws better on the run when he gets mm-hmm. outside and breaks contain than he does sitting in the pocket. And sometimes even on his intermediate throws, He's, he's, he's up and down with his elbow. When your elbow comes in, if you can see me here, when my mm-hmm. hand, my elbow's in, look where my hand is. Mm-hmm. When my elbow comes up, where does my hand go? Mm-hmm. On top of the ball. He throws too many balls like this, in my opinion. And when your hand's under the ball, the ball sails on you. It takes off. Mm-hmm. you got a lot more control of the ball when it comes out like that. And that's that's what I see. Uh, I see him throw great balls. He's just not consistent, but it's not from, it's more fundamental inconsistencies. And that may come from boys in confidence too. Now he may just get ants, antsy and, 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 and forget everything that he's been practicing. I don't know, but that's, that's, that's what I see with him. That's why I keep sticking in his corner a little bit. Come on, Joe, do it next week. Do it in the Orange Bowl now or the Sugar Bowl. He didn't He didn't really come on at Vanderbilt. Let's, you've still got another game here to show, show that you can do this. Because I do think he's a team guy. I don't think he's an ego guy, George and Tony. No. I watched him when Hendon Hooker did great. He was the first one to get to him. Yep. But he wasn't back in the back pouting because he's not playing. That's right. I think this guy's got everything. If he can get his throwing piece worked out, his deep ball throwing worked out, he could be their guy next year. But Okay, but let me, let me ask this, Watson, because Tony brought up a great point earlier. If at this point in your career no. this hasn't happened, is it tr- – I mean, can you fix him in three weeks off of <sighs> – Tony's looking at me going, yeah, I like that question. (laughs) You would say no, but a guy that's coached quarterbacks for 40-something years, you just never give up on them, man. You know, you you just don't give up on them. You just Mm -hmm. keep working with them until they they finally finally hit it right. And 
I know he's been coached really well. I, I'm not talking that now. Let's don't go there. He's been coached well. Tony nailed it. He's coached well at Michigan. He's been coached well at Tennessee. Yeah. But he hasn't done it yet. But I just still see fundamental things that if I'd like to see him throw when he does them right. When it's right, I'd like to see where the ball goes. I think the accuracy goes way up if he just just does it right. And it's two things. He gets a little here, like I do, my elbow in, and he looks up. He doesn't look down at the target. Here's a 6'5 guy. He ought to be able to look down at a target. But he looks up at a deep ball. And you cannot look. Your eyes cannot be above the receiver, George and Tony, when you let the ball go. It's going to be overthrown every time. <laughs> if there's any of my old quarterbacks watching this show right now, the one thing that they say every time they see me, they don't say, hi, Coach Harry. They say, don't overthrow the deep ball. <laughs> that's that's our you, I couldn't stand quarterbacks overthrowing the deep ball. I said, it's second and ten. You're not right. giving anybody any chance here. Don't. I'll underthrow it, and I'll get on the receiver if it's intercepted. But don't overthrow the deep ball. <laughs> so you're so, hitting on something yeah. that I've believed in for 40 years. But, Watson, your point about him and those wide splits is really well taken because last year in that piece that he played and then the other night, he throws balls out of bounds. Yes. You've got to give receivers a chance. You know, and that's just just a little, just a scintilla of inaccuracy makes that ball land out of bounds and nobody can get it at that yeah, point. Yeah, I've always thought, Tony, receivers love to hear – the coach say to the quarterback, don't overthrow the deep ball. If it's underthrown, it's on the receiver. They like hearing that. Yeah. They like, they want the ball. They want a yeah. shot at either knocking the guy down and him not pick it off or they get it themselves. Yeah. And and so I, I still think it's correctable. And George, you're dead on, man. I, I, I would say 99% of the country would say, if he ain't done it by now, I don't know if he's going to do it, but. I'm going to give him three more weeks and see if he he does better in the next game. Mm-hmm. If he had our arm talent, George, if he had our arm talent, he'd already be on the bench. That's what that's what Watson's trying to say. Yeah, but he's a Raldis Chapman. That's right. <laughs> I stole that's that true. from somebody in the press box Saturday night. So let me ask this: So you stayed around for five, six, seven extra minutes. Did this at least get you started on a Friday show in Knoxville? <laughs> you know what boy i hope so because i'll tell you the thing i'll tell you the thing that watson does well you know you as you and i were talking off the air about him i can see why you love watson so much because the truth is that's just great people right there i mean you the say best. what you want to say and the he's best. and he's got wonderful takes in sports like i got friends i really love who have horrible takes and he's a good takesman too watson's got great yes. takes too i mean you get the total package with Watson. Totally. The total totally. package. And he's hey, Tony, Tony, just as soon as you get off, he's back in my grill again. So don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's coming right back, buddy. Good stuff. He let he's his wife show bowl just for, for you him. Right now. For God's sakes, he let his wife bowl for him. Hey. That's a smart Tony will do right the there. same thing next year when he comes. No, he delegating. will not. I will That's not allow delegating. that. Delegating. No. Tony and I'll be sitting back there critiquing both of them. That's what we're going to be doing. It's there not called plaster and wives celebrity bowling. It's plaster and friends. Well, 
are friends are not friends? women some too? Are you a yeah, chauvinist? No, they can be, but I don't know his wife. Well, you're going to know her here pretty quick when well, she comes. Apparently, I will. So you're coming next year. Come on, Tony. Come on, Tony. It's been alleged. It's been alleged. You know what I think we could do is probably auction you off. Oh, you that, I'm sure that would fetch a pretty penny. I'm sure that oh, would be real high in the Vanderbilt Five community, bucks. wouldn't it, bud? Yeah. Like don't we have to don't we have to end this yeah someday uh, i know I was, I was, thank you guys hey no okay so what's the next event you got a post game show for <laughs> so tomorrow night's basketball game uh we're doing a post game show out of here and then the soccer deal on saturday i'm i was thinking we're gonna have a post game free saturday and here the u.s went and won today so <laughs> hey man it's uh it's sponsored and yeah, hey, if it's family, sponsored, you know what it's I mean? happening. Yeah. <laughs> Eight o'clock in the morning. Enjoy. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Guys. How do they, how do they uh, get in on this? So tclub.team is my website. We have a blog up there every day. Like I've got a couple thousand words going up in the morning. Um, and, you know, just, just keep my nose to the grindstone. And it's going to be crazy in December, you know, with the player movement and then the signing early signing period, which makes no sense to me why they put it there with all this player movement. But, Again, I wouldn't want to be a Division One football coach. You couldn't pay me enough. And I know in this league right now, they're paying these guys insane amounts of money. But, you know. I, See David Shaw. Crazy. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Hey, thanks as always. Thank you, guys. Talk to My you. My best to you. My best. Thank you. He's the best. Tony Basilio mm-hmm. from Knoxville, Tennessee. After the break, Watson and I likely to bomb on stat of the day. And then we'll talk to the tallest interview that we've had on the show, my buddy and bowling uh, whiz, I guess, last night, Will Purdue. He'll join us. Stick around. A man was critically injured following a crash early Friday morning. Officers at the scene said the victim was driving a pickup truck when he lost control of the vehicle. The pickup veered left and went into a ditch. A front seat passenger was wearing a seatbelt and escaped the crash without injury. The driver was not wearing a seatbelt. He was ejected from the truck. He died at the scene. Law enforcement writes tickets to save lives. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com.
Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, the frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Ryman.com. Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. After sunset, come see more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. All new designs, including mythical beasts, a fantastical North Pole village, even a dragon soaring over your head. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Welcome to the Omni Nashville Hotel. Urban elegance with a vintage touch. Our 800-room hotel opened up in the fall of 2013 with 746 guest rooms and 54 suites. Hey everyone, I'm John English. This is Keith Wallace, and we would like to welcome you to John English Antique Sports and Cards in Shelbyville, Tennessee. We specialize in graded and ungraded sports and non-sports cards, vintage wax boxes, and unopened cases. We have a large selection of PSA graded cards. We also specialize in old sports collectibles, baseball, football, basketball, golf, and tennis. You can find it all at John English Antique Sports and Cards. We are happy to be associated with Nashville's greatest sports antique, George Plaster. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's almost time for Stat of the Day, as you just heard, presented by John English Vintage Sports and Cards. They specialize in historical sports equipment, games, advertising, and other sport-related items. They're located in Shelbyville, Tennessee, Tuesdays through Fridays from noon to 5 and Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 5. You can find them online at johnenglishgradedcards.com. Also, Eric Berner with Rockcastle Wealth Advisors. Call Eric at 615-490-7052 or visit rockcastlewealth.com for more information. All right, let's see what we got from Michael today, and it is college football. That's the category. Which Alabama starting quarterbacks have won a national title during the Nick Saban era? Okay, um, let's go first. Matt Mock won 
won his first national title at LSU. Uh, there's an AJ McCarron. Yeah, it says which Alabama starting quarterbacks? Yeah, right. that's that's LSU, yeah, George. I know. There's an AJ McCarron. Here's the one that nobody will remember: Watson, Jake Coker. Oh yeah, remember yep. Jake Coker? Mm-hmm. Game manager. Um. Uh, what is the guy that's on TV now? Um, does games for SEC? The, the redheaded guy from Alabama. Yeah, quarterback. Play quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah, Greg McElroy won one. Tua yeah. dash, um, dash uh, Jalen Hurts won one. And I'm having to say that because he took Jalen Hurts out of the game uh, and put Tua in against Georgia. Yeah, so you nearly say okay. both of those did. You can kind of say both of them. Uh, Is there a fifth one? Jay Barker. No, Barker was 93 way before Saban got there. He was. So he was Stalin's, wasn't he? Yeah. So Greg McElroy first, then A.J. McCarron. Did A.J. McCarron win twice? I don't think any Alabama quarterbacks won twice. Okay. Coker, Tua, Jalen Hurts. Uh, Mac Jones? Mac Jones. I believe he won one, are, didn't he? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think we're five for five. Bring it up. The only thing you missed was McCarron did win two. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Watson, I think the only one that anybody would have had trouble with was Jake Coker. Yeah. Who yeah. said that? Was that you, George, or Watson? That was me. Hang on, I definitely George. wouldn't. I wouldn't have gotten that one. Yeah, I would have got that. We'd talk through it long enough. Coker was a kid from down in Southern Alabama. Look, look at yeah, look at how the quarterbacks have changed, though. Guys like McElroy, McCarron, and Coker, and then you have Hertz, Tua, Jones is more in the, that first mold of guys. Yeah. But you know that you can kind of see the evolution of of Saban quarterbacks and. How he kind of changed with the times a little bit. It's evolution of all quarterbacks, though, Billy, really. Right. Yeah. You kind of, I mean, he had to do that, right? Look, Watson? look, at, look I mean, at the Heisman guys right now. They're all got, they all got legs. They can all move around. They're athletes. It's where it's headed, isn't it? Yeah. It's where it's headed. You just don't see that pure old Johnny Unanis type guy anymore. You just don't see it. Does Mac Jones win a national title anywhere else? Because I, well, I don't, I mean, I mean, I don't think so. How many quarterbacks can you not say that if you're not on a good yeah. team? I mean, quarterbacks right. can't win them by themselves. They got to be on good teams. I mean, Jake Coker isn't going to Utah State and win a national title, right? Oh. But that's kind of a theme with a lot of these Bama guys. You know, it's they're on Alabama, they're in that system, they've got the best O line in the country. But they respected enough what he was throwing out there to say. This guy knows his stuff, so if I do what he tells me to do, ain't no doubt. Isn't that what it is? There's, there's no doubt. History, tradition, uh, following players that have done it, listening to them teach you how it's going to be as you get there. I mean, all of this is built in, guys, from winning. It's unbelievable, and of course, recruiting's the deal. But 
still it's the university of alabama and those traditions are passed on when you walk in the door they they feel those things and if you don't uphold to them they'll get you out of there you're gone if you are watching us live we have set a record today because the five o'clock read is nine minutes late (laughs) ask me if i care (laughs) that's where we're at five o'clock hour is here. It is brought to you by the Middle Tennessee Bone and Joint Clinic. They combine state-of-the-art orthopedic service with a family atmosphere. Whether it's a sports injury, sprained ankle, or a major joint replacement, they've got the staff training and equipment needed to take care of any patient in any circumstance. Visit them on the web at mtbj.net for more information. Okay. Last night was amazing on a lot of fronts. Uh, I cannot thank uh, so many friends in the sports world who were willing to be celebs. My buddy Will Purdue, as is always the case, comes in to try to help me with all the messes that I put out there. Will now lives in Louisville. And before our standard of excellence bowling during the 8 o'clock hour, and Watson, let me say, we were really good. Uh, I just ask you, right? Absolutely. Yeah, just ask you. <laughs> One forty nine never looks so good. So, isn't that pitiful? Anyway, before we went out and bowled, I cornered Will, and we went back to where we had set up for yesterday's show. And here's the interview with my buddy and former world champion, Will Purdue. Will, I know it's late November. And I notice a score that caught my attention. Bellarmine beats Louisville at the Yum Center. Has Louisville slipped that far? I don't think they've slipped that far, but I think what you have now is Kenny has had to make a lot of changes, and not just from a, uh, a talent standpoint, but from a culture standpoint. There's you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, last week, you know, because I do Bulls pre-half and post, um, the Bulls lost the game that they shouldn't have lost. And the one thing that that uh, Billy talked about was that they're not playing up to their standards. And to take that full circle, one of the things that Kenny Payne's doing is he's setting new standards, new expectations for that program. And I think it's one of those things they're having to go backwards to eliminate some of the problems, the root causes of what got them to where they are. And then he's pretty much having to, you know, start from scratch and work his way up. And, it, and some of it also is, is just the style of play that he wants to play at, a total new offense, defense, the whole thing. I think that um, people that are interested – might want to keep an eye on that roster because I think you're going to see a pretty big turnover in the next couple of years. You brought up D- Billy Donovan. This is a guy that won back-to-back national titles at Florida. I've always thought someday he's going back to college and it has never happened. Why not? Well, I think the biggest reason is recruiting. As I've continued to talk to coaches at the college level, because, you know, I'm still fortunate enough to be able to do the NCAA tournament every year for Westwood One Radio. The biggest thing they all complain about is just recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. It's just, it's, I guess, 
you know, it's kind of interesting. I thought of the word the other day, barbaric. <laughs> In a sense, whether you want to call it barbaric, whether you want to call it cutthroat, now with NIL, I mean, it's, what, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. I have a friend of mine whose daughter is really good. A lot of schools from Power Five conferences are recruiting her. Obviously plays on uh, the summer AAU circuits, just like in the men's game. But the funny thing is he keeps talking about all the dads and the moms are talking about we're going to negotiate, you know, we're going to the school that gives us the biggest NIL deal. It used to be we're going to go to the school where they'll promise playing time. Now it's we're going to the school that where our daughter's going to make us the most money. Or our son's going to make us the most money. It's totally changed the playing field and what kids are looking at, what families are looking at, and where they're going to send their kids to school. It's not just about an education or playing basketball anymore. You and I were at the top of the CM Newton fan club. I would contend, Will, when I think about what the lay of the land is right now, that he'd have said, I want no part of this. Well, you're probably right. Um, and this, this might be one of the few things that I would probably disagree with CM on. Um, and the reason why, George, is, is that, you know, CM was, was old school, originator you play for the love of the game but you also get a free education and I'll, I'll tell you when i was at vanderbilt i was in the same boat i was right there that was one of the reasons why you know i went to vanderbilt because a lot of my beliefs lined up with cm newton the person not cm newton the coach also the same thing you know my parents you know when i did my interviews and, and all my recruiting you know, you think about it with Gene Cady at Purdue, Bobby Crimmins at uh, Georgia Tech, Terry Hollins at, at Virginia. I never thought about playing in the NBA until I was like a junior at, at Vanderbilt. So it was all, you know, also about the importance of, of the education. But to finish my thought about the reason why I would probably disagree with CM now compared to when I was playing was I just, I sit there and I see how much money the NCAA makes and the amount of money that the NCAA tournament generates. And they do it off, off the names of these kids. Sure they do. The coaches are very important in this, in this whole deal, but they get compensated quite well. I mean, you got college coaches making seven, eight million dollars a year, both football and basketball. And I understand kids get, you know, free swag and they get a, an education, but it's more than that. It's, it's about what you're doing for the NCAA, what you're doing for these schools, how much money you're bringing into the pot. Let's just put it that way. And I think the players should get a cut. Now, this whole NIL thing is just ridiculous. They're, it's, it's kind of, they're kind of, you know, let's make up the rules as we go. You can't do it because you just, how do you basically throw something out there free reign and then try to reel it back in with the rules? It doesn't like work that way. Toothpaste back in the tube. It, it doesn't can't happen. Do it. Yeah. So, I'll be interested to see where this all ends up. You know, George. My question to you is: At what point does a college president 
have the balls to tell the NCAA to go fly a kite. I'm going to call 19 of my best friends, and we're going to make our own league outside of the NCAA. And there's nothing you can do about it. Because when I make this league, I'm going with all Power 5 schools. I don't want to throw anybody's name under the bus, so I won't mention any schools, but we all know who those top 20 schools would be. And you know the first person that's going to call? ABC, ESPN, Disney, then Fox, then CBS, then NBC, throwing tons of money at them. And then NCAA is going to be like, wait a minute. But right now, there's not a president that's willing to take the heat because they're still supposed to be student athletes. Last thing for you. Three years from now, will John Calipari be at Kentucky? I think he will be. Because, as you talked about, guys coming back. He went to the NBA. He realized that the NBA, I'm just saying, I'm just from my experience of talking to some of the guys that played for him when he was, back then it was the New Jersey Nets. When he was coaching, they were like, this isn't for him. And I think that in his mind, he failed miserably. I think he does want to go back, but quite honestly, I think he is in the exact place he needs to be, and that's the University of Kentucky, because he's a guy that can talk that Kentucky fan off the ledge where they don't go to the Final Four every year. I mean, there's the saying, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> and he can. So what's your top bowl tonight? We're taping this, for those who don't know it, from Monday night at the Plaster and Friends bowling deal. What will your best score be? You know, it's hard to say because this summer, as we're trying to find good, wholesome things to do with my son, who's now a <laughs> freshman at uh, Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, we went bowling. And I think I bowled a 210 the first game. Really? And my, my, my son was stunned. And then I came down to earth in the second game, and I think I bowled a 120. So I'm going to say somewhere in between the two. Wide variation. But I will say this. I will have a better score than Steve Reese, Glenn Clem, you. Uh, maybe not. We'll find out in the morning. Or Petro. Tim Turner. Kelly Klippenstein. Kelly Klippenstein. I can promise you that because... So I'm so confident in that. I'll be willing to wager, and these guys won't do it. Thanks for the visit, as always. George, I want to say thank you for doing this. It's, you know, quickly, for those that are listening, throw out the numbers from last year that I think you're going to top this year. I, I really yeah, do. I'm, I'm hoping we raise somewhere in the $50,000 range. Because last year you raised? Uh, it was like, I don't know, $45,000, $50,000. And yeah. you made uh, a lot of people's kids, families, Christmas. And you're going to do that again this year. And, and much like a lot of those people that may have forgotten, you've done a lot of great things for the city of Nashville. And I'm not just talking about, you know, investing your life and keeping the predators here. It's just it's what you've done as an individual. And this is just a small glimpse into who you are. Thanks. Appreciate it. You got it, brother. That's Will Perdue. Been a good friend for a long time, a long, long time. 1983. Wow. And stay tuned. We'll have more. This is Main Street Media Television.
Buying or selling a home can be a very personal experience. Why not go with the team that receives nearly all of their business from referrals? Clearly a trusted name in real estate. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners has sold more than 500 homes in the last seven years. Voted best in Sumner County multiple times. Proven to be trusted with your most personal assets. Call the Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners at 615-906-8458. The Justin Tucker team with Platinum Realty Partners. Middle Tennessee's most trusted team in realty. I highly recommend Sumner Funeral and Cremation because of their caring nature and attentiveness to detail. Pre-planning your funeral now will bring you peace of mind and less stress to your loved ones. When the chaos of losing you happens, your family can honor and celebrate your life, knowing things are happening just as you wanted them to. Pre-planning determines the details of your funeral, cemetery services, and can be less expensive. We are honored to serve you and are always here for you in your time of need. Sumner Funeral and Cremation. Traditional. Affordable. Dignified. SumnerFuneral.com. Jody Jones Dentistry can handle all your dental needs from the basics to cosmetic procedures. All of this in the nicest dental facility I have ever seen. Jody has done it right. They're located conveniently at 55 Music Square East. And for an appointment, it's simple. Dial 615-259-5100 and tell them Plaz sent you. When you're thinking about golf, consider Riverside Golf Links. Under new ownership, the course has improved dramatically. It's now 27 holes, complemented by a nine-hole executive course. Book a tee time now at 615-847-5074 and get ready to enjoy the beauty of golf in the old Hickory area at Riverside Golf Links. I'm Bart Durham. I was sworn in as a lawyer in 1963, and I've been working as a lawyer since then. We're a firm that does exclusively personal injury, a lot of tractor-trailer crashes. Insurance companies will open up their checkbooks when you force them to. We have systems that work. We get the most money for our clients in the shortest amount of time. I'm Blair Durham. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. This is Eric Berner with Rock Hassle Wealth Advisors. I help people in the pursuit of making their money live as long as they do. People hire me because I use a customized, individualized, and personal approach for the person I'm working with. Everyone's situation is different. If you've lost a spouse or a parent and want to make sure your inheritance is utilized and does not just disappear, I can help with that. Call me at 615-235-1058 or email eric at rockcastlewealth.com. Gotta laugh when I see uh, Will Purdue in a coat and tie. Dad Gummy's dignified. Now, he and I mentioned some names at the end of the interview: uh, Glenn Clem, Steve Reese, um, Goheen Booker, um, Kelly Klippenstein was a, a former Vandy baseball player that was on his same dorm floor that has stayed very close with a bunch of us. Tim Turner, who played baseball at Vandy, 
Watson, where I'm going with this, and you remember at the night of my Hall of Fame uh, deal with the Tennessee Radio Hall of Fame, they were all there uh, that night. And that 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 is one of the all-time great things about Will Purdue. Man, he has kept our group together. We get together, you know, this morning at, uh, at Pancake Pantry. And, you know, you got these giants walking in and then me, the little shrimp. And um, Will Purdue has done such a good job of cultivating that group of seven or eight friends. And I will always be um, forever indebted to him that he has always included me in that. Well, and, and as we get older, George, a lot of the priorities in our younger years disappear. And what starts showing up is family and friends. Bingo. And that's it's amazing. And it's 100% all of us. It happens. We get these egos and we're always trying to take the next step and everything has moved forward. And, and then all of a sudden you start realizing, man, that's not what this thing is all about. And yeah. And uh, so that's that's a great group you got. I know you how much you enjoy them, and yeah, and uh, just just always put that first. That's what I say now. Don't don't put friends and family. Don't put anything in front of that in today's world. The, the best the best part about it is uh, even though they you know walking into Pancake Pantry, they they soar over you, George. They still you know they still love you. They still joke with you. They still oh, spend time with yeah. you. That's the best part about it. We got into some stories this morning, some C.M. Newton stories that were priceless. Watson, guess who else I met last night? Who's that? Somebody named Jenny Brown. Jenny Brown. Yeah. 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 Did you ever see her? Yeah. She was standing down. She was down at Arian. Okay. So as I'm bowling, I turn around. I don't know that I'd ever met her before. I don't know that you have. She came up to you. She told me she did. She sure did. That was great. She to also meet her. said she can help. She can help us with this. <laughs> I think she wants to help when we're trying to decide on what answers we're going to give to Billy at the five o'clock hour. She says, I can help with that. Well, I'm coming through the screen in. sometimes saying, say this yeah. name, say this name. Well, and then she's always getting on me, George. She's always getting on me. We never talk women's basketball. One of these days, we've just got to do that because she's always on my case. And I buffer you, by the way, because she's always on your case that it's never discussed. And I always take the heat for it. So I just so, buffed you. Well, There's another friendship deal right there, buddy. Right. Why don't you just tell her to come in and host one day? <laughs> She'd pass out. I could have used the day spot. off today. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Somebody let her and Billy have it. How about that? Ooh, we'll let it I, be I, the Jenny Billy show. <laughs> I'd have given it up in a heartbeat today. <laughs> Somebody that was there last night, Candace Lee, would be perfect. To maybe have on talk a little hoops of her time and and uh, you know throw it back a little bit. She she was a player herself. It it was very cool. Um, one of the one of the charities that that we're going to help. And by the way, all three of these charities, I I believe, I feel confident, we'll have the money to them in less than a week. And my church has been fabulous about helping me. Um, to to sort of funnel all this and make sure it goes where it's supposed to. But Watson, w- one of the charities is Stars, 
students taking a right stand. And that is Erin Donick, Willie's wife's charity that she works for. And she basically put me on the griddle at the end of last year and said, we're going to be a recipient this year. Well, when Aaron speaks, no is never a, a possibility. You just you just go with whatever she says. Absolutely. Miss Lee were in um, I believe law school together. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, there's not a registration table without Aaron Donick. She was running that thing all night. Well, there's last a night. great picture. I've got it, and I know some other people do. I have not posted. Mike Organ is the official poster of all these. He's pictures. all over it. Oh my God. How many did he take? He yes, had one of uh, Watson and Kelly together. That was a good one. Oh God. <laughs> Kelly. That's two of your admirers right there together. Oh, George. Kelly called me a name I cannot mention <laughs> on the air. He did. I hope his wife hears this. <laughs> he is a piece of work. So Kelly is trying to tell me that he had a good time, but he starts off by using a term that he uses on me that I just cannot air. <laughs> just sleep on it he and is, get back to us tomorrow. Oh my God. He is such a piece of work. Okay. So we're going to, we're going to show the AFC yep. standings right now and sort of give people a little bit of where it would be right now. And I, it hasn't changed. I did this Sunday. It hasn't changed yeah. because the Monday night game didn't affect it. No. No, although Jeff Saturday better rethink timeouts. Eh, might uh, need to. Might, might need to. So a year ago, if you remember, the Titans were the only team that got a bye. That's the new rule in, in pro football is the one seed is the only team that gets the bye. So the two plays the seven, the three plays the six, and the four plays the five. So only one team, that one seed gets a bye instead of two last year. That's right. So, Watson, as I look at it, and you tell me if I'm wrong, the Titans want to play the Jets. They don't want to play either Cincinnati or Buffalo. No. <laughs> I sure don't want to play Buffalo. <laughs> Because by then, can't. they're bound to get their act in gear. Yeah. I I, the, I don't see any way Kansas City can be caught by us. So, we can't get to the one this year right. because they, they've got a three-game lead on us because they beat us also. So, we're pretty much out of that possibility. We need to get healthy and keep getting better. We're going to be in. Nobody can catch us in the division. And there um, will be a home playoff game because of winning the division. They win the division. Their first game is going to be at home. George, they 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 need to start putting their sights. Whenever game, yes, but start thinking down the road because that's really what it's all about. If you can't get that one seed, then really it 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 doesn't matter. If you win your division, you win your division, you get the first game at home anyway. So if you had your choice. Now they they've they've dealt with Cincinnati twice and they've they've been similar games close but no cigar. Cincinnati appears to be a little better than the Titans. They appear to be able to physically 
deal with the Titans, you know, the strength versus strength. And in Joe Burrow, they've got a more dynamic quarterback, and Burrow has more dynamic receivers, even without Jamar Chase. Oh, you're asking me, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. That's who you want. That's who you want, period. I'm still not sure that Cincinnati doesn't catch Baltimore, aren't you? Yeah, because the uh, they have a game – now, Cincinnati schedule is Cincinnati. Yes, they have a game in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's schedule is brutal, but I'm still not sure they don't catch them. And and I'd much rather play Baltimore or Cincinnati. If I had to pick a second one on that sheet, if Baltimore was on the left side, I'd go Jets and then Baltimore too. Because I think we can play Baltimore style of offense. We 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 can handle that. Somehow Miami doesn't strike me as a very scary two seed right now. Now we don't know if that's going to hold. You, know, you you just hadn't watched them much, Billy. They <laughs> that offense now, they are dynamic. They can score on you in a heartbeat and they're playing a lot better defense and they're a defense that they want they probably the top blitzing defense in the NFL right now. So I'm not sure that I'd say that. I think they're pretty Too good. far there. Now, bringing them north in the winter Right. Ain't a bad thing because I, I still don't think these deep south teams, when they come north, even though the old Dolphins of uh, what year, 72? Yeah. They did all right with it, didn't they? Yeah, that's been a while ago. Yeah, it's been a while back. Years worth. But I think Miami's pretty good, Billy. I really do. And, and we're going to know a little more about Miami this weekend. They go to San Francisco, and that's Ooh. one tough defense. I think San Francisco's the best team in the league right now. They'd be my pick to win it all. That That'd defense better really with a little good. more offense out of them, and and they will because they've got playmakers. They they will, but that defense is all getting healthy again, guys. And whoo, you don't mess with that bunch. No. Back to Miami. What a job McDaniel has done. Oh, he oh, absolutely looks to me like Tua is as confident as he's ever been. And yeah. after what happened to him three weeks ago, he's. I mean. He's back oh, to he's been longer than that. What five? Yeah, but I think what's happened is that he's taking a little more care about it all, Watson, and now realizes he can't keep taking those chances. Yeah. No, but on the on this side, who who would you? How would you rate them? Give me the top four, and not not by divisions. All just the top four teams on that sheet right there and right now. Okay, Kansas City is one. Um, I think Miami is two. Uh, I don't know. Buffalo, too. Buffalo. Buffalo too. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. They're not healthy. Buffalo, yet, right. Buffalo's going to get back there. Okay. KC, Buffalo. Miami right now is third. Cincinnati is probably fourth. Baltimore's probably fifth, and Tennessee's probably sixth. I put Tennessee in front of Baltimore, but I'm with you on what you said. I, I, I might go Buffalo two, Miami three, Cincinnati four, Tennessee five, Baltimore six, and then the Jets would be seven. So you saw Brian Stewart last night, didn't you? Yes, I did. Okay, let's bring him in here. So you had no idea what you were getting involved in. 
<laughs> no, no, it, it was um, man. That was a fun night last night, though. Wasn't it uh, great. You know, I, I got there and and I didn't have a team and everything, and I was like, well, I don't know how this is going to work out, but you know, all of a sudden they was like, oh, well, you're going to be playing with JP Dumont, and I was like, oh, well, there's worse players I can play with, that's for sure, you know, and then. I'm standing there watching and his lovely wife come by and they, you know, I talked to him and even uh, Kevin Stallings uh, and his son, I, I can't remember his son's Jacob. name, but you know, they were standing over there. It was really cool just to look around and, you know, not only remember that I'm short compared to a lot of these people, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, uh, Will, you know, when Will Purdue walks by, it's like, Oh my gosh, we're all <laughs> short. Yeah. We're all short to him. Right. I, I remember growing up at, you know, uh, in school, I played basketball. Now, of course, I wasn't playing at the level Will Purdue was playing. But, you know, Will Purdue was one of those guys that we was like, oh, my gosh, you know, if we could, you know, when he was playing with the Bulls and, you know, we watched him at Vanderbilt and everything, we, we all compared our shoe size to Will Purdue. You know, it was like, how do we get feet that big? Because if we get big feet like that, we know we're going somewhere. And, By the way, uh, they had a size 20 shoe for him last night. Really? I know Larry Schmidt was behind that. Uh, Larry wow. Schmidt's group, by the way, did a fabulous job. And I'm not saying that because they're a sponsor of our show, although that doesn't hurt. But, they, man, everything I asked for, they did, including the setup. We had 30 underprivileged kids come in, um, Brian, yesterday from 3 to 5 p.m. They had the pizza ready. They had the sodas ready. We gave them all toys, man. It that was that was a big highlight for me. So I met the uh, uh, oh gosh, what is the name of the the organization? Um, Martha O'Brien. Last minute toy store. Last minute toy store. So Dale uh, Roble. Yeah, we were standing there talking, and that's when Watson and his wife uh, came up, and we were you know all kind of went back and forth. But they were kind of telling me, you know, some of the things going on with the last minute toy store. And I and I man, I was blown away. I said, you know, it's uh it's an incredible thing. And I said, that's why I'm a part of, you know, the things like what George is sponsored uh, by and what he's involved with. That's why I like being a part of this, is because we're able to give back. You know, I love talking sports, I love being on here with you guys and everything, but you know, whenever we're able to give back and and actually help people that are in need, giving toys, giving uh, whether it's pizza or just making feel somebody making somebody feel like they're wanted and cared for, I think that just goes a long way. And George, you and Watson and Billy, y'all have done a fantastic job doing that. And I'm I'm very proud that I was a small part of that last night. We were we were thrilled that you were a part of it. Uh, I know you had no idea going in what in the world has he roped me into, but it's well, fun. Yeah, that, have... that, that that was the best part of it is that I had no idea what to expect. And, you know, I drove out there, I, I get there and I walk in and, you know, there's a, all kinds of people everywhere. And I'm like, hey, I know him. That's Derek Mason. And this is Will Purdue and, you know, whatever. But and, uh, you know, it, that was all a good time. I'll tell you the most interesting uh, part of my night, and I know Billy can appreciate this, but the the number one thing that I love was that I got to I got to bowl just JP and myself bowled two games together, and we had a great time. 
had a couple beers and everything, you know, just hanging out, talking about hockey and everything. Most interesting fact that I found out, though, was that Billy has 10 kids. And I am just, I was absolutely floored <laughs> whenever Billy told me that. I said, man, that is absolutely amazing. Well, a lot of Derek's running around. They, so they, you have is. how many brothers and sisters? So I have 10. There's 11 total. Uh, so 10, 10 siblings. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, I was looking around and I was like, "Oh my gosh, man, this is." I, I looked at Billy and his wife and all them. And I, I was like, "Man, this is." Uh, yeah, I said they have a whole lane dedicated to themselves over here. I said, that oh, is- well, "That's it's actually my Billy mom, bro. mom." Oh, your yeah. mom? Oh, I'm oh, yeah. sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was oh, okay. All right. So now, yeah, see the pieces so, are so coming those are together. My, those are my siblings, not my kids. Got you, because Billy, I swear, I, JP and I looked at each other. And we literally thought that you had 10 kids. <laughs> I was like, I said, man, Billy is getting after it. Started here, early, didn't he's they, been yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm only 23, Brian. Not, okay, not sure okay. All right. So <laughs> we need to, we need to call JP and give him an explanation of what went on. By that was you, my you, you take care of that. By the way, any real estate news you want to share? Well, I don't even know if we even need to cover real estate today. I mean, you know. Today's non-real estate day. Yeah. After the owner of the company makes a complete you-know-what out of himself on on live TV. I don't don't even know what I can say to make up for that. Uh, Hey, you bragged on mama, though. You bragged on mama good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in all honesty, man, I had a great time last night. Um, You know, I got to meet a lot of great people. And like I said, being a part of that to give back to the community and everything, George, that's what it's all about. So thank you for letting me be a part of it. Absolutely. Billy, I am so sorry I got your mom mixed up there, man. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> Please fine. pass along my apologies to <laughs> she her. She might appreciate it. She'll, I mean, she's youthful. Yeah. She'll, she'll get a good she's laugh out youthful. of it. Well, I'm sure she will, as will the rest of Nashville. So, yes, there you go. Brian, Brian. Stewart signing off, the big ass. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go to the break on that, I guess. Plaster stat of the day. No, uh, bet of the day. Yeah. Bet of the day. Uh, Standard of excellence, Watson. Standard. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. Need to learn how to spell it. (laughs) Thank you. critically injured following a crash early Friday morning. Officers at the scene said the victim was driving a pickup truck when he lost control of the vehicle. The pickup veered left and went into a ditch. A front seat passenger was wearing a seatbelt and escaped the crash without injury. The driver was not wearing a seatbelt and was ejected from the truck. He died at the scene. Law enforcement writes tickets to save lives. When I made the decision to host the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night, Strike and Spare is where I turned. And what a wise decision that turned out to be. They have five locations in our area, 
with family attractions. They're perfect for birthdays, groups and corporate outings, and holiday parties. For more info, it's simple. Go to strikeandspare.com. This holiday season, the largest lantern event in the country returns to Nashville Zoo. See more than 1,000 Chinese lanterns. Welcome back to Zoo Illumination at Nashville Zoo. Bigger, brighter, and better than ever. Hit After Hit has become the baseball store in Tennessee. They have over 1,000 different models of gloves and over 1,500 wood bats. They also have several iron mic pitching machines as well as a hit tracks machine. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. We're proud to call Hit After Hit the official shirt provider of the Plaster and Friends Celebrity Bowling Night. Christmas for Kids is back at the Ryman this November 21st. Christmas for Kids provides children with shopping sprees, coats, and unforgettable experiences every year. This annual fundraising concert helps bring that experience to more kids. This year is hosted by Phil Vassar and includes Chris Young, the frontman, which is Richie McDonald, formerly of Lone Star, Larry Stewart of Restless Heart, Tim Rushlow, formerly of Little Texas, Essex County, and a whole lot more. Christmas for Kids, November 21st. To purchase tickets, go right now to Ryan.com. This is attorney Bart Durham, and this is me. I'm Aaliyah. Keeping in good physical condition is really important to me. But when I had a wreck with a tractor-trailer truck that hurt my legs so bad, I couldn't work for almost a year? I knew I needed a lawyer that understood tractor-trailer cases. So I called Bart. Bart gets millions of dollars for his clients every year. At Bar Durham Injury Law, we've handled hundreds of tractor-trailer cases. My dad and I want to help. Give us a call at 615-242-9000. Serving Williamson and surrounding counties, Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee offers comprehensive orthopedic care. With 16 sub-specialized physicians, our practice provides high-tech care with a hometown touch. We offer physician clinics, physical and occupational therapy, advanced imaging, and surgical services, including interventional procedures. Call us at 615-791-2630. We're Bone and Joint Institute of Tennessee. High-tech care with a hometown touch. Welcome back into the George Plaster Show. It's now time for Plaster's Bet of the Day, powered by Bart Durham Injury Law. Since 1975, Bart and Blair have aggressively protected the rights of a broad range of victims of car accidents and personal injury in both Tennessee and Kentucky. If you, too, have seen your life interrupted by an injury on a highway in a hospital at your workplace or on unsafe property, let their attorneys do the work fighting for the full financial compensation that you need. Learn more about Bart Durham Injury Law by logging on to bartdurham.com. Saw Blair last night. He, uh, he looked was having, like he was having a good time. Yeah, having some a fun. A bunch of my Kiwanians, Les Jackson, Stephen Frozen, um, um, gosh, Bob Lyons. 
Yeah. They were all there helping me. Yeah, it, it was all ages uh, last night. Oh, yeah. The only love. thing that didn't help were the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Gosh. they they bumped you back down to 500. Yeah, that's not going to do it. That's do you do you blame it. Saturday? Well, it didn't help. Um, Duh. It, let, let me ask you this. We all believe we know how to clock manage. If I got down there, if you suddenly named me the interim, Am I likely to have that same brain cramp that he had? What happens, in my opinion, is that everything is so much faster than the fan thinks it is. You got to make a decision in a second, two seconds on that kind of stuff. You, you look really bad when you wait. Then all of a sudden you call a timeout and this amount of times run off. Or, and I'm not just talking about calling a timeout. Those kind of decisions happen so much faster. And your mind's going in a lot of different directions, George. And it's so, yeah, that, that is something you got to learn to do as a coach. You get better at it the longer you do it. So we're at 500 and we need to get over 500 tonight. And I picked one out that's a weird one. This is ACC Big Ten challenge. Uh, yeah, whatever it is. Uh, now, I will say this. I like it because it creates some decent matchups early in the year, and God knows that th there's some decent matchups that are needed. I'm taking Clemson at home minus two against an improving Penn State. Clemson is one of these teams that likes to keep it in the low 60s, very defensive-minded under Brad Brownell, and I'm, I'm going to go with Clemson. We'll see what happens. Tight margin. Two. Yep. We'll oh, it'll be, it will be tight. Watson? Yeah. Not much I, opinion I, there, I, We got to get you to work. You got to use the calculator again. This, uh -huh. this 8181, I mean, that's too easy. So let's, right. get, let's get up or down to that, for God's sake. But sense. three weeks ago, we'd have died to be 81 and 81. Well, there's no doubt about that. We were talking about rats jumping off the ship three weeks ago. So. You being the lead rat. Lead rat. And I was fixing <laughs> the leap. You were jumping off. Leap, babe. <laughs> right. So we're out of here. Uh, let me see how I end this. Watson, first of all, thank you for being with us today and thank you for your efforts in the bowling. It was awesome. Well, that's nice of you. And congratulations, George. You've done it again. Like I said, just a feel good evening. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people feel good from that and the ones that are going to feel the best are those children and the and the different organizations yeah. that are getting that money right around christmas time man i mean what a perfect time and billy congratulations on being the father of 10 <laughs> at 23 uh, you had yeah. your first one when you were 10, that, you know that should be guinness book of world record that would be your first one's going to be somewhere between 10 and 13 i guess i just wonder how old brian thought i was <laughs> Well, did that ever cross look, his mind? We're not going to have any fun on this because Brian has been as loyal to this show oh, as any loving thing. We so, love him. I was right next to him last night. We were having a good time. Yeah, that's great. Listen, thanks to all of you for listening to all this today. Uh, I'm on cloud nine with the way it turned out. It was really fun. It'll be more fun when I see some of those kids have a better Christmas because of the money that got raised by a lot of y'all. We'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for being with us.